At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Do you feel like you're the only young person who cares about your Catholic faith? Do you look around at mass and only see silver foxes? We're Jake and Kathy, a young adult married couple, and we're here to tell you, you're not alone. That's why it's time to get Truth Pops. You're going to get a podcast designed specifically for you, a young adult Catholic in a pop culture world. The countdown is on for Truth Pop. We'll connect Christ into culture. I have been staring for so long that I'm like this little girl with like pigtails and stuff. But really, I'm probably more like, um, okay, so can you imagine like, um, okay, Gollum? But with like, um, Pippi Longstocking hair. Hi, welcome to Shoe the Dough. Uh, we're sitting down in the studio today. Um, I have started usurping Aaron's plans for the show by oh, what are we doing? Having my own introduction. Yeah, I, yeah. Usually, like, hey, we, we ha- I have a plan. I have a script. I have sure, this thing in yeah. mind, and I'm like, nope. Hey, we're do- we're just gonna talk differently. How is that different than most shoe the does? Shoe the dough doesn't have an intro. We just to oh. start talking. It just comes in. Like, oh, this, where have I been? I, <laughs> That's kind of the whole oh, thing, no. right? Right at the beginning, it was just our place to sit down on the mics and talk, you yeah, know? Just, like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, exactly. Which is great. I do miss radio with you. Yeah. It's been several months now. How's it going for you not having that outlet? Oh, it's, I really look forward to this. Yeah. Um, I look forward to the other podcasts I do. I do three podcasts now, so, so you don't I feel like I get, okay. what? No, I, oh, I what? You. What are you talking about? <laughs> you're on two of them. I don't know what you're talking about. You're on 66% of the podcasts that I do, that's and a, you could be on 100% of them if you wanted to be. That's a high number. <laughs> it is. That's more than half. That's uh, a passing grade. I uh, I feel like I have an outlet to, uh, quote unquote, perform. Like there's a performative aspect to this that I really like. Uh, I like, you know, the outlet to talk deeper about stuff and, you know. Which is what we're going to do today. We're yeah, we're doing an no, NLS today. Yeah, no mm-hmm. longer safe. But um, for me, I mean, thank you for asking. For me, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Danae, how's it been for you? So, um, I miss talking about the fun, quirky things in my life. I do that a little bit in like catching up here on the show. Oh yeah. yeah. And we do that a little bit on the yeah, other we podcast. Story time. Sure. But it's different because before every single thing that happened in my life was something that we could focus on for a minute, potentially talk about or yeah. find like, um, a, a deeper conversation than we weren't expecting or right. yeah, people yeah. could call in and, and give their own stories of times that X, Y, Z happened. And I was always told that once you have a kid, you have so much to talk about and I do. And I, I have no outlet for it. So that's yeah. been hard. Yeah. Cause you kind of, even if we do story time, you kind of have to pick one. Yeah. Like whereas you have a radio show, you have like 12. 20 different opportunities, at least 12 every day that we would right. really kind of like zoom in zoom, on. something. Yeah. So I, I really miss that a lot. Mm. Interesting. Um, but you know, do you want to do a couple radio breaks? Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Okay, let's try it. Um, okay. Well, we got well, so so totally behind the scenes with us right now. Yeah, we have to come up with our topic. What? Is, oh no 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 no! You you said you've got stories, so I'm just going to throw it to you. Oh, it's I Aaron see. and Danae on Shoe the Dough Radio. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that wouldn't actually work on radio. I apologize. Sure, it would. I, I'm messing up already. How's life today? The shoe the dough radio. <laughs> I want this to be real. Yeah. Can we go live a couple of times a week and just do a little miniature radio show <laughs> through the internet? Um, 
as mentioned, I'm doing three podcasts right now, so you'd have to you'd have to run it. It'd have to be your baby. I'll show up. I'll show up and okay. follow your lead. Wow. But yep, this would have to be yours. Okay, so where would we broadcast? Like Spreaker? I don't. It's all you. I'll just show up. Oh, I literally am yeah, doing li- everything. Literally, I mean, you can bounce ideas off. That's me, my but favorite not... thing. Oh, can I? Because I just said, where would we do it on Spreaker? And you shut that no, no, down no, instantly. No, 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 that's not bouncing an idea. That's asking me to decide something. Those are two different things. Hey, do you have an idea about where? <laughs> no, no, no. You say, what if we do this on Spreaker? Uh-huh. This, I think we should do this on Spreaker, and then I can be like, oh, cool, we'll do it on Spreaker. Oh, okay, great. See, that's there great. You go. That's one decision that you've made. Appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, we have this podcast, though, so at least you can tell one story. What's one story from, you know, recently for story time? Mm-hmm. You know, those quirky things. So many of them that you yeah. said. So what's one of them? Oh, great. Now the pressure is on. Right. Because if you can't think of one, then the whole the whole like idea is moot. Right. Let, well, just uh, it's moot. Let's just get to the point. We've <laughs> mooted it. Um, we mooted it. One of the. <laughs> One of the things that we would do in Radioland is you write everything down. Right. You do show prep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I have that happen all the time still where I think this would be a great thing to talk about. Mm -hmm. But I have let go of the writing everything down, which means that in the moment I have to kind of go back into my mind. So right now, just kind of going back in my mind without remembering one of the funny things that I thought, oh, I should write this down and didn't is all from vacation because I'm still getting back into the swing of things from vacation. But I do have a sweet story I could share with you. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. So Iris is not quite two and a half now. And, um, she is entering the phase where she, when she doesn't have something happen that she wants, um, she screams or she hits. There's a couple, you know, of just these instinctive reactions. I don't even know that she has complete control of her facilities when she's doing it. So uh, she smacked me in the face with one of her plastic toys, which mm-hmm. hurt pretty bad. And so I kind of like grabbed out of her hand. I was like, OK, we're done with this toy now because you hit mommy. And she had like this whole meltdown. And no, please, I want my toy. Oh, mommy, are you OK? And she like kissed my face while she's sobbing. because mm-hmm. she's and, and the whole thing is she wants me to. Guys, I can't tell a straightforward story. I'm glad we're not on radio anymore. <laughs> There's a, there's a little You've bit expanded to fit your new pants. There's a little bit more. Yes, there's a little bit more. I really want to tell you, which is that as a mother, as Danae as a mom means I, I love to do certain things with my kid. She was given a goofy doll and it's a pretty big one, you know, and I bring goofy to life. Right. So like I move his arms the and voices. the voice. How surprising I, that Danae exactly. would do that. So it's like a little puppet and, and yeah. she... So this has happened since we got back from vacation. We got this doll, and she is obsessed. That's the only word to describe it. Literally obsessed with me constantly playing goofy. But I have to cook, and I have to go to the bathroom. And when those... You've got do it again, daddy. It's do it again, daddy syndrome. (laughs) It is. And it's the first time she's really, like... So hyper focused on mm-hmm. this being her reality, and she does not know how to manage the disappointment when I can't play right. with her. Right, she wants her drug all the time. So this is why she was having such an intense meltdown. Right, because I couldn't play goofy. We had to get in the car. I had to get her to childcare. I had to go to work. We're back from vacation. Uh-huh. She's like, "Please be goofy. Please hold goofy. No, I need goofy. I want goofy. Talk to me." Like uh-huh. so, she's just snot pouring out. Blah blah blah. blah. So I get in the car. It was a rough ride into work. I get into work. I, I pull into the driveway of her childcare. I open the door to kind of help unbuckle her. And she has this really interesting look on her face. And this is a story that I was meaning to tell about 12 hours ago. <laughs> it's funny because we would have told this story. whole story in 40 seconds. Yeah. Shut if up. we were on the radio. No, I would have. I wouldn't have been able to do it. Um, I, I'm, I'm convinced this is not a radio. It's what we story. did. <laughs> we totally. You totally would have been able to do no, it. No, I would have done it. Um. She looked at me with the sweetest eyes and she had this, like she was sad and she, her eyes were puffy and her face just got snot all over, but she just looked at me and she goes, mama, I'm sorry. Aww. I'm sorry. I hit you. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Unprompted. She'd been thinking about it in the car ride. Yeah. And so I, of course, hugged her and kissed her and I was like. Iris, thank you for saying you're sorry. It's okay. I'm okay. I know you didn't mean to hit me and hurt me. And she 
put her little hands on my cheeks and she just says, I love, I'm sorry, mommy. It was so sweet. Like my heart gone dead. Yeah. Like it was out of me. I don't even know. Like, I don't even know how I'm living right now. <laughs> and then I said, are you okay? Cause she had a rough morning. So Iris, are you okay? She goes, I'm just a little bit sad. <laughs> and I said, can I help you feel better? No, I'm just a little sad, mommy. Then she patted me on. It's okay, though. <laughs> I was like, this kid. She, when did you turn 33? She really, and, and she had every reason to be sad. I mean, like. Sure. Who wouldn't want Goofy to talk to him all day long? Right. So, that's I don't know. That's literally just, the reason I work with you. <laughs> Gorge. I know that was a long story. I hope you, I hope you followed it well. I just, I'm really impressed with her. She's growing so well. She communicates so well. She talks about her emotions really well. And for her to like think about how she had something that she wanted to say to me that was mm-hmm. an apology of yeah. all things. No, it's, it's amazing. Just, it blows my mind. I'm just so, so happy with how she's developing. Yeah, that's really cool. You missed the out, though. Oh, no. When, I'm not surprised. The, the out was when I said, that's why I work with you, hot. And then you hit the music and you just you go go off we're on the laugh. We're not on the radio, though. Oh, I thought we were trying to do kind of Gorge. a... Gorge! <laughs> no! No, no, no. The idea to do radio things ended as soon as I talked about us doing a morning show. I didn't realize that you wanted the radio version of that story. No, 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 no. It's no, the no, podcast no. version of that story. Yes, yeah. No, it's a great story. Thanks. It's good stuff. My whole world uh, recently, since we're doing story time, has been internet issues yeah um so they we had a second trip by our internet company to come out and try to figure out what's going on and it's so funny because every time they come it's like oh figured it out here was the problem we're all good now (laughs) it's like so you're crying wolf again like when do i actually trust you but this time they said uh oh we found the problem it's actually in the line that's buried that goes to your house oh that's perfect and i guess what they do is they have uh three sins I think they call them like blue, green, and red or whatever. And they said, you are, you only need two to go to your modem. So if one goes down, we have a third option, you know, to, to plug. And so he said, we changed you from blue and green to blue and red because your green one is shorting out or whatever. He said, but once one goes down, we replace all three of them because the others are likely to deteriorate, you know, too. Also so, go first. So yes, that's yes, exactly. So, uh, so apparently they're going to come dig up our yard like in a week or so and wow and put new cable i was like hey if you're digging it up why don't you just add some of that high speed fiber you know and did they <laughs> like, agree and they just laughed oh because it's not there because they have to run fiber to the the main uh connector it's not like they can just run fiber under my yard and that does anything they have to run fiber from the source so yeah yeah there, it's just it's a, every every tech that I've asked that gives a look like we know <laughs> we're t- we understand. There's no reason your city doesn't have it. It's probably it like a, have it. somebody who works at like uh, uh, Chick Fil A was the first mm-hmm. that popped in my head. And if you know that they work at Chick Fil A, someone says, "I wish you were open on Sunday." <laughs> And they're used to be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe AT&T is just morally objected to, to running fiber to Republic. <laughs> there it is. It's in, it's in their scripture somewhere. Yeah, that's right. Republic can't have high speed internet. Oh, man. Your story was so much more concise, but mine had yeah, emotions. Know. That's true. Yours was better. Yeah. Your story was absolutely better. This is a competition, right? It like, is a to competition. See whose, whose story is better. So let's talk about other things. Sure. This is my to-do list. I, I'm showing him my to-dos. This is my to-do list of everything that I have to do in the next couple of days. Okay. Isn't this nuts? Look sure. at all these things. Shopping for gifts, unpacking, contacting 10 different people. Oh, you're showing me yours. Look, yeah, this is organized. mine. Yeah. It's spaced by days and everything that's bolded hasn't been done. Hmm. Everything that's uh, got an uh, arrow through it has not has been moved to another day. <laughs> On mine. Nice. <laughs> you know, I, I, when I came back from vacation this time, um, I really, you have to get your brain back on because it's like you, you spend some time trying to sure. go unplug. Don't think about it. Don't think about yeah, it. You got to plug back it. in. And then you have to plug it back in. And it's that opportunity. Maybe it's like when you're putting the wires in the, under the house or whatever. It's the opportunity to get it organized and look, looking right. And when you move another mm-hmm. perfect example, like. Okay, when I put all of my computer stuff back together, this time I'm going to make all the cords look nice because mm-hmm. it's a fresh start. Yeah. It's kind of like that, only it feels really chaotic. I spent three hours making these lists of, and then I put it on every day what I have to do every single day. 
I'm really proud of myself, actually. I don't usually do that. And when I was talking yeah. to some friends, they thought, they thought, you know, Danae, like a couple years ago, this was one of your goals was to be able to actually right, put sure. it out on paper. And now you're doing it. And now I'm doing it. Look at you. I, I'm being an freaking adult. adulting, guys. <laughs> now, I do want to let you know, though, on this list is that I'm still behind on my taxes. So I think that that's it's probably September. been true for me for... But at least, ever since you've known me but at least the question the at least the answer is last year's taxes <sighs> not five years ago taxes that happened once <laughs> but i got that taken care of right well that was fun yeah um it's good catching up it's good to yeah. see you again it's good Thanks. i mean i we recorded a podcast earlier this week so it's yeah. not like our first time seeing each other but no, i always love catching up we did get an email from uh, a listener that said um hey i know you're on break just letting you know i'm excited for you to come back Isn't yeah that sweet that was really sweet yeah i really, Thank really you for appreciate doing that. that so today is going to be a deeper conversation we're just going to keep on talking these are the dangerous ones. We are no longer safe. Uh, we're going to tiptoe into the eggshells and uh, stomp all over them. Why would we tiptoe and then stomp? Why well, not just start, like, start by that's stomping? Kind of, that's, that's kind of the joke of the word picture is the uh, idea okay. that, you know, you kind of tiptoe around eggshells and then we take some time just to break them. Why not sweep them into a pile? <laughs> that's then... probably the better metaphor, right? Like, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to address the eggshells right. in a way that seems, you know, good. But as always with these conversations, we ask for your grace. Uh, we ask for uh, the ability to have an open conversation. And it's interesting in this case because that's kind of what No Longer Safe is about this week. Yeah. Is cancel culture. Please uh, don't cancel us because we're just people like you. It's so interesting. This comes from a couple places. Number one, there's a very recent story about a comedian who got hired by Saturday Night Live. Um, and his name is Shane Gillis. And then within a week or so of him being hired, stuff came out about a podcast he was on, uh, some racial things he said, some homophobic things he said, um, I think four years ago. Um, and so he was fired. So they fired him. So he's no longer working for SNL. Um, and then some comedians came out in his defense. Uh, there are also several stand-up comedy specials right now that are dealing with this topic specifically. Bill Burr just released one on Netflix. Um, a season, sorry, kind of went through uh, his Me Too movement kind of thing. And then he addressed that in his comedy special uh, as well. Um, and I'm trying to think who the other was. Uh, Sarah Silverman. Um, Sarah Silverman certainly talks about this too. I don't know that she's released a recent special talking about oh, no. it. No, no, no. I just saw um, a tweet recently from her. But no, there was a big one that was really. Oh, 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 Chappelle. Chappelle's last uh, stand-up special was really uh, dug into this, and he said some things that a lot of people are up in arms about. But I, it got me thinking about this idea of cancel culture. And I'm really curious to talk to you about it because we have these reactions when people say things that are awful, mm -hmm. um, even if they're comedians, when they speak it, it still sounds awful. Like, what is your response when you hear a comedian tell a joke that is racially based or sexual preference based or what? like, how do you, do you just go, oh, that's not funny? Or do you take that further and go, oh, that's not funny. You shouldn't be allowed to say that. Oh, that's not funny. And you should be fired for saying like, where, like, how do you draw those lines? Comedians I, specifically? Let's talk comedians specifically at first and then, okay. we'll, go, and then we'll broaden out from there because I, right. I'm going to be honest. I have tr I'm really having trouble finding my balance on this like finding oh, my footing on this great. So I'm, I'm the perfect person no to no, no you are then. no i want to bounce because it off i you. have such you know grounded views in life <laughs> um i think again before as aaron said you know a lot of grace here because just like in every episode that we do of shoe whether it's a no longer safe or whether it's any, anything else our opinions might change over time and in fact recently uh, we had a resurgence of interest in our No Longer Safe episodes back in the atheism conversation that we had with yeah. I in the beginning and also the homosexuality one, which continues to be a great conversation. We both, Aaron and I, have both addressed publicly that we may have had those conversations differently if we were to do them today. Absolutely. 100%. Um, that was seven, seven years ago. Yeah. The way I would uh, approach those things would absolutely be different yeah. now than it was then. So we're ever evolving human beings. And I think we approach them well then. I'm not yeah. even saying we... You I know, do too. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those conversations and it's interesting it's always hard for me to go back and listen to older me because i've mm -hmm. been through a lot and i've grown a lot well and i have a step before that uh there's a podcast i did before i even met you called skittle, skittle sandwich. sandwich and we had a blast and we were very you know open and talked about all sorts of things and those are the ones i go back and listen to and go oh i'm not even sure i believe that anymore yeah you know so it's it's one of those things and and if i were to 
become supremely fa- you know, famous and people dug into my background, yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe there is some stuff in Skittle Sandwich yep. that people would pull out of context and yep. go, oh, and that, see how he feels about gay people or, you know, that kind of stuff. So and I think that's that's the what we're talking about is we live in a culture where you people can go back and they can kind of um, deep dive into who you are on social mm-hmm. media and who what you've put out into the world and they can find things that they, you, you could be used against them. Now for comedians specifically, since we're kind of in that arena specifically, I don't usually enjoy comedy. I, I don't know that I've ever watched a comedy special and, and been oh, interesting. so entertained by it That's that, fascinating. that it has affected me. Like, But I know you do. Oh, man, I laugh so much. I think comedians I are great. I, I don't normally laugh very much. I, I might I might do like the little, you know, kind of thing or I mm-hmm. smile or something. But um, I and, and, and is there again, any comedian? Gosh, you guys, I, I'm such a weird person. Maybe I, I have had some feedback that I'm not alone in this, but I also sort of just forget stuff that I watch. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so I, I should say that maybe I have laughed really hard at something. But then as time has gone on, I really don't remember. You were into Tignataro for a while. She's a stand up. Did you ever watch any of her stuff and be into it? Or you mentioned no. Sarah Silverman. Have you ever watched any of her? Nope. So it's just not something you're I don't watch that, comedy that specials. format doesn't interest you. No. Okay. No. I'm never really excited to go and and like enjoy that. I, I went to a one like stand up comedy local thing and it was the most uncomfortable. I was so uncomfortable. Because of the topics? No. Oh. I just I, I feel a sense of obligation to make other people comfortable at the time. Specific, I was mm-hmm. really like I'm a very different person today because of recent changes in my life and not feeling as obligated to things anymore. But whenever I'm. It, with someone who's entertaining or trying to, to to succeed, I want them to succeed, and I don't want anything I do to make them feel like they can't succeed. And so, but if it's not funny, it's just not funny. But it's not funny to me. But should I laugh? Because that wasn't funny, you know. So it's like, well, because there's like this internal thing going on. I can't enjoy myself. I I don't think it's you know, uh, I I don't think it's uh, going too far to say that comedy is subjective totally you know so but then when you're when, when you're in the room with somebody and they're looking at you while they're making a joke right and you're like there's nothing on your face <laughs> so then so then i have to like play a part like ah, you know whatever <laughs> it's just so anyways, right. no comedy for me isn't uh something that i like have a go-to but uh, a couple of days ago so to, when we record this it's like the 18th of september yeah on the 15th of September, just a couple days ago, Sarah Silverman responded to somebody on Twitter uh, saying, uh, like, Chris, uh, Chris Tomlinson said, uh, tweeted, since she's, being Sarah, previously said she she would kill Jesus in a second, I'd be a little worried about having her around, uh, honestly. This was just tweeted a couple? That was what Chris Tomlinson tweeted. And then Sarah responded to it, and this is what I saw. She said, when you say I said that and imply it was in earnest and not in character in a comedy special, it puts my life at risk. So please don't do that. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I was like, literally, this happened three days ago. And that's the first time I've ever thought about comedies being more of a character portrayal or saying things that are wildly uh, difficult mm-hmm. or like really far outside of a zone to make you feel a certain way. Yes. Because I, I just, I'm not in that universe enough. I'm not in that comedy m- mindset enough to really think like that, I guess. It's not just about comedy. It's about speech, right? It's this idea that saying things is important in saying how we feel, saying things we're thinking about, maybe not even things we are for sure we believe, but being able to put things out into words is should be safe, right? There should be a safety in being able to talk about something. That's the beauty of free speech. But I guess so, I guess I wouldn't have been the kind of person until th- three days ago that would really be like, oh, that's not Sarah saying that. That's Sarah's comedy specials saying that you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. because for me if i was watching someone say i'd kill jesus in a heartbeat i'd be like i can't relate to that and i don't find that funny but somebody else might because it makes you think weird. Mm-hmm. i don't know so well or or because it's again comedy pushes boundaries and so uh, the the idea of comedy a lot of times is to surprise yeah sometimes or shock the, the shock or surprise well those are you know two kind of sides of the same coin right yeah so the idea surprise of, to me is more fun 
Well, shock is a little bit more like alarming. But let's look at let's look at Pratt Falls. Let's look at Dick Van Dyke tripping over the Ottoman. Right? Why is that funny? I don't okay. fall down, go boom. Why is fall down, go boom funny? I don't know, but it is. But it's but it's dangerous potentially, but right? Not to it's, me. Somebody could <laughs> somebody could get hurt. You could argue pratfalls are more dangerous than words, right? To the individual doing to them. the individual doing them, yes. But you're right. It should be that. It should be that those words that Sarah said, whether they were her own or her comedy, mm-hmm. I'd kill Jesus in this particular case right. that, we're ta- that I'm right. talking about that I have a personal like knowledge of. That should only affect her. We shouldn't be offended by her saying that. That's her thing, right? And right. if it's if that's a if that's something that's she genuinely has to work out in her soul and spirit or whatever, that's her thing. That doesn't have to be something that affects me on a level where I, where I want to cancel her or you know string her up on a yeah. You know, so, but at the same time, it is definitely a thing that more and more happens in our current oh, yes. culture. The cancel culture. We see it with you know what happened to Shane, and of course, and everybody has to say this because you have to say it. I don't defend what he said at all. I found it reprehensible. Uh, I watched. But the was clip. it his character? Or was it his person? It was on a podcast, and they were definitely joking, and they were kind of like improvising a joke, you know, like jokes about uh, Chinatown and that. But he used a very distinct racial slur for Chinese people, and they said some awful things about the Chinese culture. But it was one of those things where I'm watching, I'm going, this is awful. You should never do this. Mm -hmm. But I'd hope I'm adult enough to go, okay, I don't know this person, A, I have no interaction with him other than seeing this one clip completely out of context. Like, If I'm in a room with him, I can talk to him about it and go, hey, tell me about... What was going on in your mind when you were talking about this? Tell me about, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and and have a discussion. But Saturday Night Live, they can't, they have to be the ones who say, okay, is this too much of a distraction? Is this... Is he a liability? Is he a liability? I'm ha- I'm having that same thing in my life right now because I have two jobs. I have one that's a, with a Christian organization and I have one that's not a Christian organization. Yeah. And of the two of them, I think one over the other would be very offended with what I do with the other job. And it's a liability. I myself, speaking openly, speaking freely, am a liability, depending on which job you're talking about. Right. And so, you know, you, I live in that world where I have to think about what am I, what I'm saying, what but happens. don't we all live in that world? We do. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, we you know. We do, but there's different, quote unquote, standards and there's different games to play. I would think that Saturday Night Live being a comedy show would have more of an understanding of like how a writer can write something that's offensive because that's what, you know, they kind of do that. But they do like a muted version of that where it sounds like this guy went way over. Mm-hmm. The line again years ago, but he went way over the line at some point. Let's not make it sound like it was twenty years ago. It was four years ago. Of course, in his life, that may feel like twenty years ago. He's a young kid. Like you know, he's not. Listen, I have had major horrible things that I did that the very next day I stopped doing, and I was a different person after that day. And it happened in in hours. You know, a revelation that happened in hours, and I'm and you just choose to be different, or you have something that alters you, and you are different. That's possible. But, you know, it's interesting to me that there is a that we're carrying these offenses around and we should be. I think there are some things that we should be um, concerned about and we should as a culture say, yeah, that's that's over the line. That's not okay." But carrying the offense of it or even going to the next level and trying to harm someone because of what they said or did, that gets really to me, it feels just disgusting i see that a lot and i know we're talking about comedy right now but i see that a lot on youtube yeah that's, that's where i see it happening a lot because i'm more in that youtube you've given an example like what you mean by on youtube like how cancel culture affects like a youtube personality or something like that uh i fell into the uh, beauty community um a couple years ago and was oh, this the shane thing that you were talking about or well shane dawson that's how i got started on it okay. shane dawson did a series with jeffree star um a couple a couple years ago a year ago and I was starting to just be introduced to all these different characters that were in there. There's someone named um, uh, James Charles. There's uh, Toddy Westbrook, I want to say. And uh, then there's like Maddie MUA and Nikki Tutorials. There's all these really like kind of big, big names. Mm-hmm. And then there's other names kind of underneath that. And um, one of the craziest things that I've seen happen is... When someone does something, like Jacqueline Hill was another example. 
Um, and I can't remember which person it was, and it doesn't matter. But I know none of these I names. Know, so I know. No, no, you're good. Some um, people do. Probably most people do. <laughs> no, it's it's all YouTube community stuff. So YouTube. If, yeah. <laughs> Never heard that before. That's amazing. I don't even like to wear a lot of makeup, but I there's something about watching these passionate people like talk about makeup and I've and, said it and before. Wear it. It's just interesting. Anybody to me. passionate about anything is interesting. <laughs> it is. It is interesting. Um, so I've spent I've spent time watching each of these people that I've mentioned before, but some of the stuff that's going on in between all of this over the last couple of years, and this is no joke. Something dramatic happens. Something scandalous happens. Maybe they made lipstick that was gross. Maybe they said something. Uh, uh, Tati said something that uh, she came out and, and publicly was like, I'm I'm no longer supporting James Charles. And there was literally a YouTube channels that were created to watch the unsubscriptions of one channel and the subscriptions of another. And this happened not just in the, the Toddy James, but there was also other ones that happened previous. Mm. And you, and I actually went and watched because I'm like, what's going on here? And it's, they have a websites that track stats and all that stuff. And they just have them up side by side and comments are coming like, yeah, fewer for this person, more for this person. Not realizing, of course, that this is a human being on the other side who maybe just tribal said thing, right? something. Yeah. And I think this culture, especially on YouTube, it's just a click. A click is a vote. And so to click unsubscribe is like, in this case, it's a vote that I think you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And so... I don't know. There's actually been movies and stuff about this where you have like, you know, if you get so many dislikes or whatever, you're in big trouble. There was a movie about that. Well, Black Mirror had a great episode about it. They Um, wore like little things on their chest. mm -hmm. Yeah. You may be thinking of the Black Mirror episode, which are like movies. I mean, they're our. Maybe it was a movie. I don't know. It could have been. But either way, they kind of lived in this world where, you know, Mm -hmm. it was all based on what people liked you or not. Yeah. Um, And that's exactly what you for me youtube has been watching and part of it's fascinating and part of it's like yeah i don't i don't want to support this person anymore because of what i'm reading about so yes i'm going to unsubscribe but when you do it with this whole like crowd of people right it's it's mob mentality it's it's a mob thing okay so let's i think we're getting to the heart of something really cool here and this is this is where i want to go uh let's leave the specifics behind a little bit we can we can address them when we think of them or whatever but what you're talking about is unity versus division right and our culture is dealing with this in so many ways right now and i think what happens with the idea of cancel culture is is division what happens if you turn to more of a grace culture is you start to build unity and you start to build opportunity for people to get better and to me like it i kind of laugh because i've lived in cancel culture since i was a child <laughs> like i grew up in the church i understand yep. cancel I've culture i've thought about that so like, <laughs> many times since we started talking it's so funny to me to this see is, how this is the world i grew up right, in right it's so funny to me to see how the world in general now is patterning what the legalistic church was is w- it, when we when we grew up well i think there's is. been a lot of, well certainly there are a lot of people like that but i think the culture Yo, in general more is like that now you're gay you're out you're this you're out you're but you i know, think that's uh, what's it's, interesting it's is i think it's changing there's options for them to go to churches where it's not a big deal right but it still happens yes absolutely it still happens but what's fascinating to me is to see the greater culture embrace this legalism where it's like oh you did you said one wrong thing or you did one wrong thing yeah you're canceled like you're gone like you're there is no grace for you you there is no chance to change you talked about like that it's division but i think that people think it's actually unity because they're uniting. It's, it's division. False, hiding is unity. It's it a really false is. sense yeah. of unity because it's like we're unifying against this bad person. Right. And that's good. But it's it's all a lie. To it's me, false. it's a lie. Yeah. It's it's a it's something where like if you really think about why you're doing what you're doing, if you take yourself out of the mob and you go talk to that individual person and hear their story, you might actually come to care for that. And that's what the No Label Safe started at as far as talking with my friends. Exactly. Is, hey, here is an example, one person, an example of a conversation with someone who doesn't believe like you do or somebody who doesn't love like you do. And if you you have a, a, a beautiful moment with them, then it's more about creating something that we all have and share in common and we can have differences and have different opinions. Um, 
would it be difficult for me to be friends with a racist? Yeah, it would be difficult. Of course. Would it be difficult for me to be friends with somebody who thinks that, you know, gay people made a decision to be gay and they're choosing to sin? Yeah, that'd be hard. It's hard for me to be around people who voted for Trump, like, because I don't understand. Right. But at the same time, like, what are you going to do? Just isolate yourself from everybody who ever does anything that you don't like? And this is why free speech is so important, because we have to be able to talk about these things together in a way that creates understanding, that creates mutual goals, because that's where the unity is, right? Like, um, the, the, the battle, the war, is not really against... Shane Gillis or a season sorry or Sarah Silverman or you know anybody that or James Charles or James Charles or anybody <laughs> that anybody tries to cancel quote unquote right mm-hmm. the battle's not with that person it's with ideas it's with thoughts that we have to wrestle with as human beings together so in the Shane Gillis uh, case we need to wrestle with the words he said he needs to wrestle with the words he said and uh, you know and I, I know he's apologized and and talked yeah. about it but but is it, is it that's kinda... where the the enemy is the ideas Shane Gillis isn't the enemy the ideas aren't his he doesn't own those ideas they exist outside of him and to be able to speak those, to be able to to hear what it sounds like when somebody says those things, that's how we change. I think this is one of the reasons why I have tried in my life to be willing to talk about the things I do wrong. Yes. Because like, for example, that I used to be a bully. I think that people have an idea of me. That I'm fun and it, you know, which is true, and that mm. I am a good person, which I hope is true, <laughs> and that I would never do something like that because I have, you know, I'm this person in their imagination right. that can do no wrong or whatever, and I love that and I appreciate that and I love that I get that kind of care from anyone who is a fan or whatever, mm-hmm. and that's not just podcasting, that's not just radio. I'm talking about my life in general. I've right. had I've had relationships with people where they'll say, oh, but you would never do something like that because you're, you know, because you're sweet. And I and I would either, they have a choice. I hide it and be like, yeah, I wouldn't. Do it. Or I say, actually, I can totally relate to what that bully just did because I've done that too. Yeah. And you know what? Every single time it happens, whether it's about bullying or lying or smoking or cheating or whatever I've chosen to be honest about, something happens in them and it gives them permission to say, okay, I did that too. And that is a beautiful thing to have that moment with another human being where you can both be vulnerable and say, I jacked up big time or I lied about this and I'm still carrying the guilt or, hey, I'm actually addicted to this and I haven't told anybody. Right. And then there's something really amazing that happens in that moment. And so I am I would hope that this comedian, this Shane person or anyone else who has this public dissolving that we were, that, that's happening in our culture, this pu- the public crucifixions mm-hmm. or whatever that there's somebody in their life that goes hey me too here's how i went through it do you want help like hey me too i used to have horrible and this isn't this is not danae talking this is me saying i hope somebody says it to him hey me too doesn't matter though somebody could pull whatever you're about to say next yeah, out of context isn't that, isn't that a scary thought like cut you the know, audio all the pieces cut, and, yeah and that's the thing that we as public figures have to re- realize and recognize mm-hmm. is that what we well, put we're coming out to a world where it's not even just audio no you can put a, my face on anything yeah. and have me say anything yeah you know it's going to turn to in person relationships are going to be the most valuable which thing. is great that's i mean it should it's, be it's, that it's way anyway have, but it's going to be a necessity for safety mm. that's it's it's scary it is scary sure but anyhow i hope shane has somebody in his life that can say something like i've been there too i used to think this way too and i went to this counselor or i went and talked to this person and you know we see this it's not often brought to the forefront of conversation in the drama because drama sells Mm-hmm. You know, shock sells. And that's the part we haven't talked about is the commercialism. Um, there's commercialism of, to of all every this. bit of drama, which mm-hmm. is why oftentimes people think that the drama precedes a book release or mm-hmm. it precedes the launch of a new product right. on purpose to create a buzz. But that aside, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> that aside, 
I just lost my train of thought. I, for me, uh, it is free speech is so important. I think it's also important to state always that that doesn't uh, alleviate consequences of actions. Right. Um, there is also a difference between free speech and hurting someone. Um, and part of cancel culture, the Me Too movement, all that is about actually hurting people. It's about actually abusing people or you know what I'm saying? Wait, so, are you saying that the Me Too movement can be used to hurt people? Um, well, certainly it can. I mean, anything oh. can be used to hurt people. No, okay. I'm saying that people who, quote unquote, got me tooed, uh, some of those people, it it appears very clearly hurt people like they did bad things that they should have consequences for. Right. You know, and I'm and that's not this is not about gotcha. that. OK, uh, this is about things that are said. This is about free speech. And I think we have to be very careful on how we limit people's ability to speak their truth because the only way we learn is to speak our truth and to have it echo back to us. And when it just stays inside, it festers, it gets bigger. And we need examples of how to do that properly, which is why I really appreciate when something is done well publicly. And this is Mm -hmm. to get back onto my train of thought. I found it. Um, (laughs) I love the stories that come up of. So for example, um, someone says something racist and then uh, somebody from that race reaches out to them to try to help. Yeah. Like, that's a beautiful thing. And those stories are not often brought to the surface because it doesn't sell anything. But they're there. And um, I feel like more than ever, it's important to, instead of retweet or comment, that's gross, that's disgusting, try to figure out if there's a way to be a part of the change for me i try not to get involved in a lot of drama um because it doesn't do anything it doesn't help anything i was actually just um sending a movie for the cinema sins and um there was a there was something like good people are the kind of people who uh write a post about how David Bowie positively affected their life and how his death is terrible and then realize that's a bad decision and then delete the post. Yeah. And so it's kind of like this funny thing, like how you can be a better person in life is to not have that, you know, don't do that because that's silly or whatever. But it's uh, so many times I have that where I'm writing a post and I'm like, what is this going to do? Exactly. What's my point here? Is it to help change somebody? And, And even if it is, I'm on freaking Twitter. Who's going to look at my comment and go, oh, I've had such an emotional breakthrough just now. They're going to be like, shut up, you, (laughs) you know, so so you have. So I think what I I want culture to be changed, but I continue to believe firmly that that happens in actual relationships with people who are genuinely interested in understanding who you are, what you're about and can put in a conversation. And I, I think in general, I'm a little b- bit more optimistic on Twitter than yeah. most people are. I, I see opportunities to have actual uh, you conversations. Great. You're great. Um, I'm but- not I'm not built that way, <laughs> but we're not all the same person. So. No, no. But I, I think there is, uh, you know, an opportunity. I think if you sh- if you show grace, you receive grace in a lot of ways. If, if you approach somebody with the idea of I could be wrong, let's have a conversation. Let's find some mutual understanding. And they're open to it. Boy, beautiful things can happen either way. But you need to have regular expectations about that. This Mm -hmm. these kinds of grace filled conversations that I do believe like you exist. It's not something that you can just shoot a tweet off or hit a like button. Right. You need to understand that the the way to kind of like change the ideas that we're actually trying to go up against, not the people, but the ideas is to have intentional conversations and those take time and Mm -hmm. they take thought. It's not always something that you can just sit down and just pop off about. You may really have to spend time with it, which I oftentimes will find myself if I'm, if I'm going to have a conversation with some, a person and you know, one-on-one and it's going to get deep. Like I might be there for hours just working through the various avenues that sort of just open mm-hmm. up in conversation. Because when you start to have graceful conversations, it's inevitable. You want to start sharing more because you're experiencing that beauty of being accepted just as you are, which is a wonderful thing. If you have that gift, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're going to drive through. Someone tells you their life story. This happens to me regularly mm-hmm. because there's a there's an aura there's an energy to what's around me i i think that people can pick up on it and also i've had many many conversations with strangers friends etc 
that lasts for hours. And, and that might be the case on social media, too. Uh, we, we kind of experience this in some of our chat forums where somebody will say something and then they end up sharing a personal story and then everyone just kind of jumps in and, you know, starts sharing more of their personal stories. Yeah. And, and there's just this beautiful community that kind of develops. Find those and, and protect them by investing in them and by investing in part of your story and and getting vulnerable with people. That's how you experience grace. That's how you learn what it is for yourself and for other people. And I would just say, expect to spend time doing that. Don't Mm -hmm. expect it to be just as easy as, you know, hitting the like, because it's not that, you know, changing culture takes intentionality and it's a big thing. I mean, we're talking about legalism. Legalism is a nasty, nasty beast. Mm-hmm. That destroys people's <clears throat> lives. And I'm passionate about it because I was I was raised in, the, in a very legalistic church and it was horrible and it jacked with me and it will always be something that I've, I struggle with and I've worked my entire life at recognizing it and rejecting it from my spirit. That it's not something that was ever intended for me to have to like manage. And now the whole whole culture is doing it. <laughs> and now it seems to be pretty popular thing. Well, and what's interesting is so much of it is about things we would agree with things. We, you know, of course we'd want people not to be racist, you know, but, but you're not, there's this missing piece of empathy, right? It, there's this it, it missing is, piece of human empathy. That's, that's very interesting. to and me. And it's also missing from the headline that got your attention. And it's right. missing from the quick paragraphs that are thrown together out of context. It's missing from the pictures that aren't even from the story that you're talking about that are showing you that there's like, you see this in tabloids where they take a bad picture of Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie or something. And then she's crying, but the picture is not even from the com. It, it, it's, it's how the information is reaching you. So be smart about when you see something and read it. And that's another way that you spend intentional time is you don't just read that clickbait headline that's like, you're never going to believe what X and so and so did. And then instead of just responding to the headline in the picture and cancel them right there, read it. And if it doesn't make any sense, it's because it was written by a freaking bot that wants your clicks. (laughs) You know, dig in a little deeper before you decide to cancel someone. I'm not saying that you shouldn't cancel people from your life. There are some things that should not be in your well, life. Well, you just, that you just changed life. it from That's, you just changed it from cultural. This person no longer has the right to mm-hmm. make money at the thing they're good at. Yes. To this is a person in my life that I shouldn't be around because yes. they're toxic. And Those are different, two different it's things. Very, very different. Yeah. So, you know, it's easy to unsubscribe. It's easy to write a comment that you haven't done any research on. That's an easy thing to do. And a lot of people just do it because they don't care to actually care. Yeah. So because our because I feel like our thought instead of this empathy, person, like you're talking about yeah, empathy, which should result in instead of this person said this thing, they should never have a job again. Yeah. To this person said this thing, I hope they've dealt with it. I hope they change their mind and attitude and make tons of money later in their life being funny about yeah, things not, that are important. Why, why not, not root somebody, for them? Yeah. Like that's that's my thing. And so I, I think that's where I come down is to check myself. I think we all have to check ourselves for those places in our life where we are given to division, where we are like anybody who believes this. I don't want anything to do with, I can't believe, you know, like, I I think we need to uh, check our own, our own self so that we can really focus on what's important, like making sure people pronounce it Jif. I think that's, that's where it really comes down. Now there is a, there's a possibility, (laughs) dear friends, dear listeners, that Aaron chose this topic just to tell that. joke no no not at all. everything it's else just, i was trying to think of my life like things that i like i'm passionate about the division of yeah and i hope it's about stuff that really actually doesn't matter yeah. because if there's a thing that really doesn't matter in this world it's that die hard is or isn't a christmas movie and the gif is pronounced gif or gif like those things don't matter i'm fine canceling anybody who <laughs> thinks differently about those things uh but no i think i think we have this this normal human tendency to dismiss people instead of dismiss their ideals, hoping for the best for them to find their way to truth. And, and I want to say, and we've said it already, we're not saying racism is okay. Or that there aren't consequences. We're not even saying Saturday night live made a bad choice. Like we're just saying that it's hard for Aaron and I to not believe that that person doesn't still have an opportunity to have 
an awakening or have a change of mind, or they haven't had it already and we're reading outdated material or we're listening to outdated audio and that person has already had a shift. Yeah. Because that's our culture now. Our culture is that teachers can be fired for wearing lingerie in a magazine for right. their local Sears company. And even though they've been teaching, years ago. For, even though yeah. they've been teaching and they're one of the best teachers, oh, there's these pictures, so you're fired. This is the world we live in now, and it's it's very scary. And let me just, if I'm talking to anybody youthful, be careful what you decide to put out on the internet. I have tried very hard on Facebook and Instagram and everything to show a very limited version of myself. One that is difficult to interpret. Of being anything other than a wonderful mother. <laughs> but isn't that part of the problem? It is not. Because no, no, I'm I, protecting there's, there's, myself in some ways. Now, I do have it's audio. It's a response to the problem, though. But I learned that from church. Yeah. You got to play the game in a way. And if mm-hmm. you're going to want to be hired from an employer, you're going to have a better chance of getting hired if they go to your Facebook page and they don't find that you're like running around drinking all the time. Right. It's just one of those things. Now, you can live your life totally open. Also, I, I, I'm saying that in a halfway joking manner. The other side is be yourself. You're going to find the right people to work with. You're going to find the right path for yourself and you can boldly be you. I genuinely want us to live in that world. But right now we don't. Right now right. we live where, yeah, you're going to have stuff used against you depending on what you decide to put out there. So it's interesting now as we've been doing this for eight years that I'm coming to a place personally where I just don't care anymore because I want to be the kind of bold person who can be more bold in my conversations and more bold in my perspectives so that I can be a voice of, I don't know, just I like listening to that voice when I listen to podcasts. I really love strong women. I listen to a podcast called My Favorite Murder. It's about true crime and it's two women who are very comedic and and so they have fun talking to each other about something very dark they're not saying that murder is funny. They're just humorous. And so my favorite murder is the name of it. They're very strong women, but they're also very open about their struggles, their addictions, their problems, their past, their family stuff. Mm-hmm. And they cuss like sailors. I love them. <laughs> and they're not afraid to be themselves. And that's that's the kind of person that I want to be. I want to be that kind of a person. And right. but there is a fear that comes along with it. Maybe because of how I was raised, maybe because of cancel culture, maybe because I don't deal well with being judged and hated on. And I just mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, please, let me just make it through my career without having some major freaking drama. But you know what? That's just not the world we live in. Like yeah. you said, somebody could take this audio and cut it up into a thousand pieces and make me say things I didn't actually say. I don't know. Yeah, we're very willing to dismiss people based on, you know, point oh five percent of, you know, their life. Yeah. You know, and it's it's. It's rough. I just I wish I wish for more empathy for all of us. Grace and empathy. Hey, I read a book um, that I think maybe would be a good thing that just to kind of talk about. It's called Unoffendable by Brant Hansen. Um, it's a really good book. It is he Brant's a Christian. So there is Christian material in t- inside of it. He does have a Christian perspective, but it's not like one of those books where it's all about like you should be a Christian. Da, 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 da. It's it's more using biblical text to sort of support the overall idea that we as humans should not be offended by other people's decisions and choices if, in their life. If you read the Bible, most of Jesus's ministry was telling the cancel culture of the day to just chill. Yeah. <laughs> like... um, so if this is something where you're like, I don't know if you want a different perspective, if you want to read something that I think is, would really help to inform just this conversation in general, it's not about cancel culture, but it is about choosing. We make well, a kind choice of because being offended is where it all starts. Mm-hmm. This idea of what it means to be offended yeah. and to you, to put energy into, you know, Oh, it, and and, and the, everyone's version of what's right and wrong is different in a lot of ways. There's some universal things like murder is not okay. That's, that's not, not that's universal. Wrong. That is not universal. I love this conversation. Let's go there. There are plenty of times when killing someone that there are people who believe that's okay. Yes. Capital punishment, war, self-defense, uh, even selfish reasons. There are people who no, exist right. who believe it's okay. I'm just telling you, we all have a lot of weird moral ideas that may seem you know, weird to the mass. But you're right Which is in why, general. As a Christian, I'm. So, this is my personal belief. You don't have to believe like I believe. This is my personal belief. I am so glad that i believe that there is a being 
that lives so far outside of everything that is going to be able to look at my heart, my intentions, and know that I'm doing what I know how to do the best. And it's, <laughs> it, it doesn't it doesn't match up with somebody else's version of right and wrong. It's it's my own heart. Right. And I don't have to worry about defending myself in the afterlife, which I believe is real. <laughs> I had this conversation with a friend of mine recently. Like, I don't think that there's an afterlife. I'm like, cool. I do. I think that like part of us like exists beyond this like mortal shell. And like, we're going to be able to sort of like travel through like the universe instantly and stuff. And that there's this being that is just love and light and like, cannot, you can't get close to it unless you don't have a body. <laughs> I love how you went into like a total like valley girl hippie voice. I felt there. like that whenever right, I was talking right, to yeah. you. Well, so. next on No Longer Safe, we'll talk about the afterlife. Oh my gosh, we'll go I'm, into just, that. I'm just saying, um, offend, being offended and carrying offense is it's a very angry thing. It it stews inside of you in anger, and uh, it's just it eats you alive. And it's stuff that maybe you can't even do anything about. You're only in control of yourself. So if you can find a way to let somebody else's decisions and what they say or they do, yeah, maybe it does impact you. Maybe the free speech thing, they say something that's just so absolutely horrid to you, but you're not going to let it change your life in such a way. Yeah. You know, you can still try to find the humanity in that person and try to send love to that person despite their grossness. I think maybe this is where we kind of finish out. I think there is so much about this that stems from fear. I think as with many human actions, I think we we approach things this way because we're scared they're going to win, quote unquote. We're scared that the ideas that they're saying or the things that they're doing, that, that people aren't going to agree with us. And one thing I've always said is truth can fight its own battles. Like it doesn't, if it's true, it doesn't need me to make it true. It's just true. So your ideas, if they're right or wrong, like that's not, you don't have to make that work. And sometimes I think the the fear is that, oh, I, I have to cancel them because they can't be allowed to keep saying this because what if other people believe it? And it's like, no, truth can fight its own battles. Um, this is good because I'm worried about our country right now. I know. I know. I know. But this, that but is my right. hope. I mean, that's where right. my hope is, is that truth, truth doesn't fear the lie lie fears the truth. And so if you really are on the side of something that is true, something that is good, um, I, th I think that's, you know, long-term something that will win. So I don't think you need to, to be worried about it. I think you just need to continue doing what you can to live that truth. So I know you're talking to everybody, but I feel a little bit better <laughs> also. And it also is kind of funny because as you're talking, it just, it's so, I'm going to say gumdrops and rainbows and roses sounding kind of like if you believe That's in, me though. I'm if Mr. Naive Optimist. Truth, if you believe in love, it's all going to turn out okay in the end. Not and, because you believe in it, but because it actually is true. That's the difference. That's what Aaron believes. Yes. That's what I believe too, personally, but it, it does. It has that sort of like, no, I mean, if I'm wrong. I will, you know, like that'll eat your shoe. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, no matter what I'm wrong about, that's okay because yeah. I was just wrong. It's okay to be wrong. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, the it's okay to be wrong. The, the, the truth <laughs> is what's going to exist outside of us. We don't get to define it. So, okay. So this starts back in school when we took tests. There is a right and a wrong and it's not okay to be wrong if you want to get a good grade. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking about all the ways that what you said makes sense and doesn't make sense in my brain. No, like, of we course, just, because we have to we teach this culture that there is a hard line. And then and then if you're in church culture, there's a whole bunch of other hard lines. And right. So it's all, you know, and then you get to be an adult and you meet people who have totally different upbringing and you love them and care. They're great people. They have different lines. So are mine lines OK? Are they like so? Well, it's that's what culture is about. Right. And that's, you know, that's the idea of a shared truth. What and, do we believe? And we're in this time where our shared truth is Internet, which is everyone. And mm -hmm. it's it is such a, a fast paced changing soup. We talked about the whole division unity thing. It's just there's constantly this sort of like division emerging and division emerging and division emerging of this mutual culture. So find yourself some people that you can be really 
strong and and personally connected to. And I think it helps whenever you're going into these bigger thoughts to kind of keep your feet steady. You said at the very beginning that you feel a little imbalanced. I do. I, th- is there a way to feel balanced about this I'm kind not of sure stuff? There is. I don't know that there is. I'm not sure there is. I think it's just like if you're in outer space, the balance is that you're just constantly sort of floating and you can't really find your footing unless you have something to hold on to. So it depends on what you hold on to. Like for me, I have my, my personal beliefs, my faith or whatever you want to call it that I can kind of, well, I feel a little spinny out of control and kind of start there. And so that helps me personally. I hope you have something there's relationships. They're going to let you down, Mm -hmm. but you know, and sometimes your faith lets you down too. There's always going to be that crazy footing feeling, but I think it's just truly trying to make sure that we're all trying to do our best to like actually love each other, mm-hmm. even the ugly people. Yes. Even the ugly people. Cause guess what? We're we are all, all ugly. ugly people. Yeah. That is, that is the key thing to remember. We are all canceled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. So let's have a good time while we're not canceled <laughs> and not worry about the stuff that we can't control. Like whether or not this person said something four years ago. Yeah. Can you imagine? I no, I can't imagine. I I absolutely 100% can't imagine. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I feel both things can be true. I can feel empathy for the person. I don't know if I, I don't know if they've changed a hundred percent. I don't know them that well. Um, but I can also feel empathy for the decision makers at Saturday Night Live uh, who have to make a call. Mm-hmm. And there's there's plenty of people who will say, oh, I'm so sorry. You can't tell your racist jokes and still be on SNL. And it's like, yeah, I get that. But can we have an attitude of grace about it where it's like, yes, SNL had but to make that decision. But not experienced and, that in their life or even knows what it looks like. Yeah. You know, and I think in, unless you've been somebody who has gone through something so gross and disgusting and you're, you've genuinely been loved on the other side of it, you don't know what that feels like. Yeah. And I don't know that everybody has that. Like I, they haven't been raised by the family that, you know, maybe I or you've been raised by or they right. haven't been had a friendship. Maybe like the friends that you've had or the friends that I've had who've been able to show after I've messed up real, real bad and said something horrible or did something horrible that they were actually able to like move on, forgive and continue to build a relationship with me. That is not easy to do. And not everybody's had that. Right. And that's why I think it's important that if you have had that, that you kind of champion for it a bit and like really keep doing it keep doing it for your family keep doing it for your kids keep doing it for your friends keep doing it for your community and then those real relationships in person are going to impact greater culture it has to be that way yeah because i said so and i'm right <laughs> i love our conversations we hope you guys love them too we know that sometimes when we get into the deeper stuff it it branches it branches out it it like evolves that's um, the beauty of NLS. I'm already thinking about whether or not I agree with the things I said just 20 minutes ago. <laughs> you know, like I'm really thinking about what but I that's s- the beauty of free speech. <laughs> you have to say them and then process yeah, them. In, like when in, I heard myself say, be careful what you post out there. I'm like, man, is that what is that saying? What does that mean? You what know, is like, that saying? Yeah. So, you know, thank you for giving us this the space where we can just sort of. You know, be us. Thank you for reviewing us and giving us star ratings and wherever you listen. Uh, We really, really appreciate that we have a safe space to be and that we've carved it out and that we have you guys listening. And um, if you have any comments about this episode, something that you thought about, write it down and send it to us. We'd be happy to share your thoughts or your questions with everybody. 100%. 100%. If there's further, we can we can do uh, No Longer Safe Addendums yeah. uh, on other episodes. That is, It's our show. Yeah. We, we can, can do what we want. We can do whatever we want and, uh, and maybe get canceled for it. Sure. <laughs> uh, we did have help. We um, Thanks to Chris Tilly because he wrote our music. Yeah. We also have help here in Studio DNA with producer Phil. He helps us with a lot of stuff. This podcast is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out about other shows on our network if you search for the word Studio DNA, that's all one word, Studio DNA, in your podcast player. You'll find other podcasts on our network. Check them out. Listen to them. Let us know what you think. We hope you enjoy what we do. Uh, anything else I'm missing? Um, you can write us. Yeah, you can email us. Feedback uh, at shoethedough.com. Yeah, feedback. That's it. That's the one. Yeah. So we look forward to hearing from you. And uh, you can also tweet at us, whatever the case may be. Yeah, I'm Danae Says on Twitter. Yep. I am Aaron Dicer. That's my name. spelled a lot easier than Danae Says. Because <laughs> nobody knows how to spell my name. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. 
That's why people say Denny. Denny says. Denny. Denny Huggies. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll catch you next time. Bye, guys. Sounds like uh, maybe I'm going the wrong direction. <laughs> At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.